do you bother doing that thing? Well, I came back to Darwin to look after my grandmother. Yeah. And that's when we caught up then. Yeah, that's um, when you taught me how to dance. Got me in to lift some people around. Yes. Cut my hair. Oh, shit. All right. But anyway, yes. And, but, um, no, it was really interesting because it's taking me this long because when I first came back to Darwin, I was disheartened with the dance world. And then I got back into teaching and then creating. And then I think a lot of people got to a point of where I would, um, you know, thought I'd be only here for a short time and then leave. Yeah, right. So, um, and, but I always say to people, this is my country, Larrakia land. Mm. Me for a long time, not for a short time. Mm. And, um, but anyway, yes, and I think that, so I ended up starting with the company. <coughs> oh, excuse me. You know, just trying to make things happen now. My company is fully fledged, you know, it's project stuff. We've got... It's taken a really long time to make things happen. It wasn't overnight. Yeah, because I would have been here 15 years ago. Mm, at least 10 years that, ago, yeah. yeah. It was, you know, we were going... Went from Barakadale to Gary Lang NT Dance Company now to NT Dance Company. Great. Changed the name of it over a period of time. Um, now we've just got our DGR status. Wow. Have a board. Um, How is it to have a board? Well, as a single person, mm. I'm not a businessman. Mm. I can create, I can paint, I can do fabric like you saw. Yeah, I saw the fabrics are great. Yes, and, um, but I, for me, it's, I have a really good support group mm. on board that I have. And it's only consists of five people. And one of them who's really a very strong advocate for the company, NT Dance Company, her name is Catherine Devallon. And she was the lady, she was a service provider for IBA and Prime Minister and Cabinet, getting Indigenous business up. And because it was single shareholder, shareholder, so I owned the company. And then it, it was very hard as a single shareholder person or an owning of a company to get grants. Mm. So someone else had to auspice it. Yeah. And it's over many years that we became, and I changed it to a non-profit one. Mm. So that's that's in a nutshell. Yeah, that's a decade of work there. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of people, I find what I'm doing... I don't know, Matthew, it's, it's really strange because it's amazing. I see you now and then when you come, you know, and that's something that I find really lovely about yourself and there's probably two other people three other people that do that will always catch up or just come and say hello and that mm. that i've had a lot to do with their dance world mm. i wouldn't have got into vca if you hadn't stood behind the camera and showed yes. me what first position was so i could copy it to yes. send a video down ah see see but there but it's good that you've gone from there and, and i've watched all your process of where you're dancing and then you're being for the Sydney Festival. It's plastered around the <laughs> yeah. around. That was absolutely awesome. That was, it was one of those moments where, because my dad's, my dad doesn't go to the shows usually. Mm. I think it's, he just doesn't feel like it's his space or his environment, but supports everything I need. If I needed a set, he'd build the set for me. Oh, brilliant. He just won't go to the show. <laughs> but I made, I made my mum 
twist his arm to come to the Opera House for Sydney Festival. Yes. Because I felt like even if he never feels like it's his world or he understands, that's something that he can feel like he's done a good job. Yeah. With his son. Yeah. And it's, it's proud moments. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, my son isn't a truck driver. He's gone somewhere else. Mm. Because that's all I remember, you know how to drive trucks. Yeah, that's... <laughs> every now and again I still have to do that. Yes. For, um, um, to help out the fam. Which is good. And how's your sister? She's really good. Where is she, she based? Uh, she was here for a while. She's been in the Netherlands for a while. She met a boy in the Netherlands. Okay. So now, yeah, so now they're dealing with visas and things like that. But mm. I find... Though the thing about Darwin is that there's space for things, but then it's like you said, it takes a long time to get the thing to work out what it is, how you want to work. Yeah, and, and you can make things happen quickly. But you know, actually, one thing that I found when I first started working with my staff. Yeah. Look, a lot of people because, and I don't know because when you see. Like because in Bangar is the only indigenous really the only indigenous dance company that's been around. Mm. So people go Bangar, and then when you try to create your own work or find your space in the dance world, mm. a lot of people go, "It's not Bangar." Mm. Well, you know, it's yeah. like but that should be a good thing, shouldn't it? Um, well, it's different to a, like you know how you had. You can see where people come from, like as in dance world, yes. but, and how it's easy. Like, um, I don't say that's chunky move, or that's mm. not like chunky move, or not ADT, or yeah. whoever you know. Like, but that's what they—that's the only the comparison is. is yeah, yeah. I remember when I was, well, I wanted to dance really hard, and I want to incorporate the break dancing into my contemporary dancing, and people kept telling me to go to ADT because that was the big beacon that people knew about. And then finally, Becky Hilton mm -hmm. um, told me about that Gavin Webber had just moved back and he was running Dance North and making shows. And then I found out, I, that's when I learned how to dance, really. Mm. He's under that, but that wasn't the thing that everybody immediately knew about and went to. That's right, so everybody says. That thing, yeah, and then it's like, it takes a, it takes a lot to, to know to hear them and respect them and then disregard <laughs> that advice. Yes, it is. But, um, well, look. Does that mean that you know what you're doing a little bit? Like, what, how do you know what you're doing and what, mm, what right. is what you're doing in relationship to? All right, look, this is something that sort of, as a choreographer, and you would know this yourself, or as an Indigenous choreographer, or any choreographer, you're trying to find where you fit in the dance world within Australia. Yeah. And, and like, I've studied at Bangara. Stephen Page was a year older than me, you know. He's in his third year. I was in my second year. My first year, he was second year. So, you know, we were all cut from the same cloth. Mm. Um, opportunities came his way a little bit more. We worked with him. I've worked with him. And then moved away and then, you know, had an injury and then started teaching at Nays and then came home to look after my grandmother. But it was just wondering where I fitted mm. and what my style. I had to ask myself what mm. my sort of style is. Well, when I had my dance, um, dance board fellowship, Australia Council, oh, yeah. um, I went down to work with Oka's Contemporary Dance Company, Indigenous mm -hmm. Dance Company. That's under Mark Howard now? Not, yeah, it's under Mark Howard, but it was 
Louise Harden Smith. Uh -huh. um, lovely lady, but when I was working, um, I had a chat because I'm a bit of a bunny. I like the aesthetics of ballet. Mm -hmm. And I was working with Lucette, um, Fleur, Fleur Alders, mm -hmm. and um, she's one of my idols. It's nice to have idols. Yes. And she sat for a whole week and watched my work and how I work. And she said, she actually came up to me and she said, Gary, your work isn't contemporary Aboriginal, it's Aboriginal ballet. So that resonated with me. Yeah. Regardless, you know, I still say it's contemporary dance, but in brackets, Aboriginal ballet. Yeah. But that resonated with me and that's how I felt really strong about my work. That's nice that she, like, that's so useful that someone would spend a week to actually be affected and absorb what is going on mm. before just throwing out their opinion. Yeah, she actually sat at the end of the room when I was working down here. Yeah. And she said, that's when, you know, gracious woman. But anyway, you know, no, when I go back, see, I'm doing working with WA Ballet this year. Mm. I go down in October and then back for 2018 quarry season. Wow. Yeah, four different choreographers on one of them. Do you think that that comes from knowing that you make Aboriginal ballet? Um, like would yes, you have no, thought about no, it No, it's taken it? this length of time. See, look, I met Aurelian when he first came to Australia mm. through Ochres. He came and had a look because Fleur and Lucette asked him to come and he wanted to work with me. So it's been four to five years, you know, over yeah. a period of time. And then he said, look, we got money, let's work. So he's never forgotten me, and that's the thing um, I appreciate, that, that he, he's taken the risk. Um, he believed in what I was doing. And at that point, it was only a moment in time. Yeah. And he still said, I'd like to work with you now. I'm working with them. How do you know what to do when you're in the studio and you've got the dancers and the things just come out of your body? Or you... Look, a lot of my work is... Um, influenced by my family stories, um, like Mokoi. Mokoi is spirit. There's two different, and it's Mokoi um, Nanok. That's from Arnhem Land. That's my extended family that way. Mm. Nanok is like devil, devil. Mokoi is the spirit of the person, and Mokoi was based on youth suicide. Big problem, Nanti. Yeah, at that time. So, and. Um, and I utilised traditional music and, and classical music, because I love classical, and that's one of the questions. Why do you have to, they said, why don't you use Aboriginal music? And I said, why does every black one have to use didgeridoo and clapstick? Yeah. No, it's true, you know, like... It is true. Or, get, or even why does, why does the Aboriginal music that I'm using need to sound like what you think Aboriginal music sounds like? Sounds like, like yes. Yeah, because yes. there's a lot of it, and it does, it's not all didgeridoo and clapstick. No, that's right. And, um, and I got a good response from that. Um, and then this one that I'm doing with um, the WA Ballet, it's based on, and it's right across this way, Milky Way story. Yeah. Um, it's a ceremony that happens, you know, like, it doesn't happen here anymore. Whether it does or not, I don't know, but it's right across the northern regions of the Territory. And there's a ceremony that comes, and it's proper, proper one, um, when they bring this, when spirit, when someone passes, their spirit can either real travel, 
early or they just hang around and what they do is they bring them together, you know, like at a dance crowd. <coughs> and it helps them to give them permission to leave this world to step on the river of stars, which is the Milky Way. Mm. Is that where some of the fabrics come from that you're making for the, to be the costumes? <coughs> it's the first time I've ever had a budget for costumes. <laughs> Everything has been from Sarah Lynn oh, and yeah. Dancewell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tina's Dancewell and Sarah Lynn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, they're my costume shops. Yeah. But to actually have a, a budget where I've got... Um, a costume designer, lighting designer, you know, and sound. Because mm. I'm working with an opera singer, only Deborah Cheatham. Wow, great. And, and it's based on song cycles. I've got family from Yirkala coming, mm. and we're doing traditional bongo and manaka. And it's based on, because when, say, yin and yang, um, two moichis, dua nyirita, um, yin and yang, there's one family finishes singing, another family picks up, so that's that constant song yeah. cycle. Yeah. I'm using traditional representing the physical world, opera representing the spirit world. Mm. Wow. So that's going to be real, an interesting gamut of going from that yeah, to being yeah, the opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is this what you grew up around? Yeah, basically. Oh, look. Most of my stuff from Arnhem Land came later in life, mm. but I did have a lot of stuff here. My family, my grandfather's a very good storyteller. Mm. Um, and what was and what wasn't. Even like when we did Goose Lagoon, we said, that's the thing. Family stories about... You didn't go anywhere, but it was a good story. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think people want to know... Non-Indigenous people, like giving them enough information instead of being tell me more tell me more tell me more tell me more you know especially what we're doing with um with um milky way mm. or wa ballet um you know giving them an insight of something that happens that is actually based on a true thing like a true event or ceremony a ceremony yeah. yeah 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 and that's the thing it's like um and that's one of the best things is, what's his name, Aurelian and the business manager came to Darwin. We did a showing here. They picked three of my dancers to dance with them too. Yeah. Darren, Michelle and Kathy. So that was really lovely. And um, I didn't say, these are the people I want. They actually picked them. And then I went down just recently to have a look at the dancers and came back. And then we go back on the 8th mm. to start creating the work on them. So does... Is it in a like in a customary sense where you just get everybody into the room at the same time? No, no. no. I will bring do the no, Aboriginal ballet stuff on WA Ballet. Ah, yes, yes. I will tell them the stories. Yeah. And then when it gets closer to the time, that's when I'll bring the traditional. They will not learn traditional dance. They'll have an understanding of it. We might do warm ups with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a nice approach. And um, but they won't dance traditional. Yeah. But within the works, I this is where I will always ask permission of family groups, especially if I'm working a lot of stuff with Arnhem Land. Um, 
and here too, but there's my family, my family side support me in what I do. Mm. There's other extent, extended families say you shouldn't do that. And I said, no, no. So my, my, these are my grandfather's stories. This is our family line stories. Mm. <coughs> and what else was there? Um, with this mukoi, um, the muk, uh, Milky Way, oh, we went over to Yirukala, spoke to family, then they gave their blessing. So, you know, at least I really appreciate them two people coming this way, and then we go in community, them are talking to community and saying yes, giving blessings that this is what we're going to do, and what I'm going to do with them. And that, that gives it much more strength instead of just doing something that's not. Mm -hmm. And what is it, so what's it like going out and like, how do you explain what it is that you're going to do and how do you ask, do you explicitly ask for permission or do you ask for guidance in how to create it? And no, um, I will, that, like I said, I won't teach traditional. I can do it, but I won't do it. Mm. Unless I have a cultural elder there, yeah, and that's being protocol, you know, that's yeah. the thing. That getting having them in the space um, with. Do you have elders that you? When I go that way, Arnhem Land, yeah, yeah, I always ask family, and they say, "Look, I always ask about using gestures, oh, yeah. or the essence behind that gestures." Mm -hmm. um, you know, like when you're doing mukwa, this action, and you know, I always ask, "This is what's going to happen." This one, yeah, like mukwa, it's like. It's a spirit dance, yeah. So where you come, you know, like, and how you distort the body and all that sort of thing. And you see it. And I say, these are the gestures I'd like to use. Even like um, yokoa, you're looking for bush, that yam, and kangaroo. Mm -hmm. You know, those sort of things. Just using gestures or suggestion of gestures and how do I take that out, you know. Um, and they've given their blessings, so... And how do you know all these things? Because I learned them. From your... Yeah. yeah. How, does, how does all of that filter into being a director here? An artistic director? Because you, you know how to make a show. And they're like... You know what it is? No, this is a learning curve, lovely. Um, first year, mm. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I had days when I was like, what am I doing? This is not for me. Other days it was brilliant. I was having the best time. And, and, and like the ebbs and flows were like troughs and peaks were a lot more than my second year. Because I had someone yeah, right. working with my first year. This last show, well, there was only myself and everything was done last minute. If I didn't have the staff here, mm. Garam Malang Festival wouldn't have happened. Mm. I'll give myself one more year. I would, won't ever call myself a festival director, but at least I have an understanding. So you, you have directed a festival? I, I can say I did. But you don't call yourself a festival director? No. <laughs> no, reason, no, because it's like, it's amazing doing this. Like, mm. you know as an artist, well, at one stage I had three jobs. Mm four jobs to keep my craft alive yeah 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 sometimes there's none and then none. sometimes there's yeah and yeah. you have to pay the rent well yeah. your art doesn't pay your rent and um so yeah that's 
what I, that's, you know, they're the things, and like, I burnt myself out. This last Garamalong, I didn't realise how run down I was. I ended up in bed for two weeks, I had lung infection. I was that fucked up, like, oh. Excuse me for saying that. <laughs> no, no, you got to say it real. Yeah, what, I won't ever call myself a festival director. Yeah. I can say, I did it. Yeah. I understand because you know like Darwin Festival any festivals you've uh, to me I really don't know how you know there's okay this is your stuff you know you do that we have people to help you and that's it and then you go home now I understand because it's be like it's all over and it's like where do I go to now you know that sort of and then you've got to start from scratch again to start creating new work and start moving forward so I give it to any festival director good directors mm. What do you think are the attributes? Like, what do you think that you have done well or that you would aspire to do well? Well, being the festival director, you've taken me away from my dad's stuff a bit. Mm. So we only do six hours a week. Like, when you first started, you know, two hours, two hours, two hours. Mm -hmm. And then we still do those two hours, two hours, two hours. <laughs> and um, it's really like... Um, Hello, princesses, venue manager, front of house manager. Those two, they're beautiful ladies. And um, see, if I didn't have them, I'd be really fucked up the hours. Because strong women, good support mechanisms. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think I'm just a pretty face for this festival and being Larrakia. <laughs> How does it, so I was born and grew up in Darwin as well, but I'm not a Larrakia person, but even on my bio now, I state that that's the land I grew up on. Hmm. You born here? Yeah. This, this, I heard a, a Māori elder, it was passed on, like, you know, what he said is like, every child that's born to this, your country, you are responsible for their soul. You are responsible for their growing up in your country. You've got to teach them right because they don't know any better. Mm. So you're born of this country. So, you know, like your soul. So when you travel, but you go, when you come back, each time you come back, Matt, you have to go down to waterholes or the beach and, you know, put your smell there. Mm. And just talk to them that you're back because they know you, but they need to recognise your smell again. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking, yeah, thinking about that idea of being of somewhere and being from somewhere, mm. or or being from nowhere, and no, quite often you got to you got to stop saying that. Yeah, you are of somewhere. You born on Larrakia land. You, you belong to this country, mm. whether regard, regardless, you know, it mightn't be blood, but you're born of this country, so your spirit will travel at your country when you leave this world. Mm. Via the Milky Way. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. That just true. makes me want to find out more about it as well. We have to, like, again, it's like 
you look at the government like they're being responsible for us, but it's the other way. You have to flip the coin. We are responsible for your children. We've got to teach you how to make your children to be right in this country mm -hmm. so they have a sense of appreciation. Buddhist philosophy, if nothing's fixed now, the next generation, you know, mm. it's just some sort of intergenerational trauma for everybody. Mm. This is an amazing woman. Yeah, running you down. Oh, Matt um, Cornell. Hello, baby. Hey. Hello, I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. It's a very strong handshake you have, mate. Oh, lad. Hmm? Danced around the world. Cool. Guy started me off. Awesome. Yeah, I'm interviewing him about, I'm trying to get some wisdom from him. I'm sorry. No, yeah. just, this is another woman. See, all my life, all my successes are being because of women. Oh. It's strong not true. Women, apparently. <laughs> hey, strong women, yeah. You're too kind. After one, I've got to get a coffee before they close in 10 minutes. Oh, okay. That's me. Bye. Bye. No, but it's true. Yeah. My father, the only male, real male figures in my life was my grandfather. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I had this, I had a similar struggle growing up. It's not easy to find men that have have uh, a knowledge of themselves enough that they're whole humans that they can then yeah. be there for other people. But I think that's systemic in Australian culture that men men get divorced from their emotional intelligence really early on. Oh, look, it's that thing. Children become their fathers, boys become their fathers, so the pattern keeps intergenerational trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Does that come into your work, intergenerational trauma? The only thing... Or your life? Look. Growing up, alcohol, you know, there's alcohol in our family. Yeah. Same. Domestic violence. Yeah, well, that's just one. They come together. Yeah, domestic violence, um, broken families. Not once, but twice. You know, watching my, my father and my stepfather bash the fuck out of my mother, but she's still beautiful. Mm. Literally. She used to be flung around like, but she'd stand up too, go toe to toe with him. She'd land a few before she gets thrown. Yeah. That sounds really weird. But <laughs> she would land a few, it would really put them on their ass, and then they'd come back. Um, and that was growing up in Darwin? Darwin, Brisbane. Yeah. Um, my grandparents, I don't know. See, I don't know about my grandfather and grandmother, but they still, they were together all their lives, you know. But my mother is married, so she said, you know, Gary, you've got to stop. Because most of my relationships up until now have been based on violence because that's all I knew. Mm. I thought, you know, they fight, they make up, fight, make up, and then they kill each other and make up, you know, that's all I knew. Tush said, my mother said, you need to stop the cycle, Gary, you need to break that, um. that's, you're living my cycle, it's not yours. Mm. I feel like um, that I didn't know at the time but I think dancing has broken the cycle for me because it means that my because what it did without some kind of rationalization or psychoanalysis and breakdown it just shifted my um, 
I don't know how your spirit sits within your body. Basically, it resonated like, your spirit to be alive and that vibration and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and, and the trauma lives in your muscles and in your nervous system and all those triggers are not, um, they're not optional. They're not like, they don't ask for permission from your smart, intelligent self before they go off. Mm. And it's only through like ironing them out with physical training of any kind. Yeah, and that's so true. Like a lot of my work, it's music that resonates me mm. within my soul. Um, I have an idea. Look, I have. I'm using Gorecki. Is it Gorecki? Excuse me. For I might look it up. Yeah. That. Yeah, I'd say Gorecki. Yeah, Gorecki. Symphony number three. Mm. And um, that resonates my soul. Mm. But some of the movement came out of this. One of the movements. I call it the divorce dance. I could let you hear it. So. Okay. Um, I heard this song, but Holly Neal, a Canadian woman, when I was dancing for Cheryl Stock. It was called Get Off Me Baby. Dad, she taught that to Bernadette Waylong and myself. But I call it the divorce part. But Helen really says this. Then I go back to, and I say, keep that thing in mind. Now I want you to have that, keep the same intent, but do it to this music. Um, so you, you either go through the music and do it, or you ride the music. Very different sensuality. Mm -hmm. That was a duet that you did. Yes. <laughs> Where was it performed? Oh, it's part of this stuff that oh, we're yeah, doing. Yeah. And this is the other thing too: is that um, look, look, I play different music, but then the right music comes along. But I use one lot of music for the intent behind the movement, and then I try to work. Keep that intent, but work through this music. Don't go try to go on the beat, go through it, or stay behind it or on it. Mm. Yeah, I had to try that once for a, a piece I made on Link, mm. and I needed the audience to hear this um, film, like uh, like a film clip sound score, like din -din 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 -din. but I needed the dancer to be undulating, and mm. and so I gave her a different song and I was Amy gave her a different song to deal with and listen to and embody and then when she when it came time for her to do the same phrase that everybody else was doing because she was doing it to this different song yeah and this is where I get like some of my inspiration from wow! yeah so that's why you just put it on in the studio and, and just like, go for broke and, <laughs> and I just say okay now let's 
See you later, my darling. Venue manager, Joe Edwards. That's the lady you need to speak to. Right. <laughs> but no, but, but do you understand? You know, no, mm-hmm. you know, I'll get them to chuck the ass out. I want this, this, and this. Now, I'll put some music on, and, and it's a random bit of classical music, but you've got to still keep that in tech, but move through the music. Mm-hmm. So most of the movement comes out of your body. Yes. Look, I, as a choreographer, and it, it is, it's, it's trying for me at this moment in time, mm. while I can, that's why I don't dance anymore, is because I've had injuries and I can only work so much. But I think, you know how Bangara has it particular style? It's Stephen Page, Russell Page, Bernadette Waylock. Mm. That, that, that still carries on. Yeah. Um, when I do it, I need to have put my smell there, my mark for a little while. Then eventually when it gets stronger or when it's too old for me to do it, when I'm too old to do it, start saying, hey, would you like to do something on this or create work within the company, you know, for something, you know, that sort of thing. That's when I can bring people in. And I've had people ask me, you know, I said, not at this moment. We're not... Um, it's not that I don't want people. It's we're flat out just trying to make money for ourselves mm. and grants, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people look. If I can't make it in my own hometown, I won't mm. make it anywhere else because my home, own hometown is my biggest critics. I'll get yeah, I'll get you know, but I can deal with. If I can deal with the shit that's happening here, I certainly can deal with some shit that's happening downstairs. <laughs> Raymond Blanco, a yeah. former my artistic director for that I used to dance with in Sydney, AIDT, the company, I used to worry for him and he says, Gary, look, you're only going to get two, like you're going to perform and there's only going to be two emotions or two feelings out of it, like going to hate it or love it. You've done your job. That's how he feels when he performs? No, when he's creating work. Like, uh, as a, you know, yeah, you'll have yeah. critiques. Yes, They'll yes, slam yes. the fuck out of you. Yeah, and yeah. some people just love you, see, so, you know. Either people, two emotions, either going to love it or hate it. You've done your job. Mm. Yeah, regardless of their regardless. response. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's and it, it helps me. Mm. And that always really stays within, resonates within myself, you know. Not everybody's going to like my work. Not everybody's going to, you know. Mm. And maybe it's not for everybody either. Yeah. Maybe there's people that it's for, mm. and it's really valid for it to be, for it to exist for those people. Mm. Yeah. And um, who else is? What else is there? Look, when I got my fellowship, mm. Matt, you don't know. When I first came back to Darwin, yeah. you know the ship that was going down? I'll get everything because I'm Aboriginal. Yeah, right. You would never know that, but I can tell you about that now. And did you get everything? No. Was it just laid on the table? No, exactly. No. Of course it's not. The thing is, I chose to work with adults, not children. Ah, right. Yeah. And, and then the other one that I got, um, and these from prominent people, um, that I actually admired, not David and Tim, but out like within, you know, I had one person kiss me on the cheek and say, congratulations, whisper in this ear and say, you get everything. 
So that's the that's the sort of you know like that's the ugliness when I see things yeah, coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've chosen not to work with children. Yeah, yeah. How do you? So how do you w- keep working in a community where there's that kind of uh, response? Hmm. One of the big things, yeah. and I had to learn very quickly after my mother died, what people think of you is none of your business. Yeah. yeah. Do they pay your rent, Gary? No. That's actually the the um, conclusion that I came to about the same-sex marriage vote, actually, that why is my opinion even being asked? It's none of my business. Yeah. It's true. But it's amazing how they spend that many millions of dollars yeah. on it, and yeah. we still got kids living in fourth-world yeah. conditions. Yeah. 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 Not third-world, fourth-world. Black and white. <laughs> and um, what else would you like? What do you reckon about the... Di- like, it seems... To- like the closing the gap kind of efforts and the, the different living standards in different places, it seems like the living standards are always measured against Western living standards and developed living standards. And I imagine it's quite nuanced and complex about what you have and what you don't have when you're in different situations. Like you could have the air con and the electricity and the clean water and you could be totally without your community or your identity or your stories. And vice versa. You know what? One of the biggest things was a cult, not a cultural shock, but when I had a breakdown studying dance, I had a breakdown in Sydney and I came back home. I got off the plane. I was only here for four days and then I went over to Arnhem and lived there for six months. But I attended a funeral. The man who adopted me attended his funeral and, you know, like, and I just lived, did cultural living no aircon fan, mm. breeze, living on the beach, all the dogs around me. Mm. No, true, because you're living right on the beach on the rungy and there's crocodiles there. <laughs> well, I was sleeping there one night and because all these dogs, you know, full of scabies and ticks. Yeah, 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 cat so, dogs. Yeah, cat yeah. dogs. I just wrapped the tail around and only had that much in my face. <laughs> Tuck everything in so you can't find it. And I wake up in the morning, I've got a dog around here, yeah. dog across here, one between my leg, on one eye other side. <laughs> so, yeah, I've roughed it and get up, have a shower, go down to the beach or go to fresh water, you know, and have a mm-hmm. shower, look at them. Um, I eat what's there and not, and... Yeah, it's it's really an interesting thing of like. Um, Were there things that you get there that you just don't get elsewhere? You know what? There's this thing. Ah, what? You know, I didn't know that. And they go, nah, nah, nah. It, and I used to find that really offensive. But I didn't realize saying, "What do you want?" Yeah. No, I'm me out for it. What's your name? You're a near boy, you know? And it's the intent on their voices. Like, me is like you, or no, no, you. It's the way you say it. Ah. 
nah, you know, it's mm. the intent behind the word, you know. So I used to get to find that really. And so until I actually knew what it was, I was like, oh, what? Well, triangle. Billion, believe it. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Um, um, what am I doing? Can I ask me more stuff, brother? What's it like dancing and performing on Larrakia land and then going away and working and dancing and performing elsewhere, like that Sydney Festival show that I saw you in? Is it oh, long grass? Yeah. I love Vicky Van Hoot, but she's a fucking dog. I mean, we've had the biggest screaming match here. That's the... Long grass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's talking like this. I go out, walk, and that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Most of those stories are based on my family stories. Yeah. So it's really interesting because she did the research. Mm. I was the cultural consultant. Mm. But because I was saying, this is how my artists talk, or, you know. Yeah, I ain't fucking plugging me. Yeah, look, with them babies, with them babies. They're there with their nanas, you know. Mm. But that's what I used to hear. Mm. So them sayings, you know, like in, in, incorporating, man, I love her dearly, Vicky. So, look, we had fucking the roughest time with her. But love her dearly. I cannot take her brilliance away from her. Yes. But I don't like the way she speaks to people. Yes. Sorry, I'm, I'm swearing. You know, I won't take yeah. her brilliance away, but no. I don't. Yeah. I don't even talk like that. I th- I, that's not uncommon, is it? with mm. people that it's it's unfortunate that that goes together that the brilliance causes a, uh, that um, frustration that they must have that gets taken out in violent ways well that's the thing me and her were like like that right? I mean she was going oh I was going oh. but that's the another one of the violent relationships yeah but no no and poor Darren. Yeah, of course. Now, what happened? Darren, because I had a meeting mm. and the rehearsal director and the, one of the producers knew this studio wasn't going to be open until 10 o'clock. And so I gave Darren the key to go into the rehearsal room, this fob. They went there. But that fob opened that door to bring them around here. Mm. Because they were using it to go in and out, in and out. Vicky, she said, what's going on? You know, she attacked me first. And I said, hold up. Mm. I gave the fob to Darren to get in here so you can do class. And I go, and she's walked up and, where's that fucking fob? He gave it, and then she just flung it back at him. And I looked at her and I followed in here. After class, Darren came and said, I need to say something. And I said, Vicky, you need to fix this. That's all I said. She went off. I said, leave. Listen here. And we were on to each other, right in each other's face. And I said, every one of them fuckers knew that fob opened the door to get into here. Mm. Go to your rehearsal manager. Why do you think that happens with... um, Have you had to deal with... Because it's not an uncommon thing when you're making shows and when you're working with people. Because there's just so much investment. There's like personal identity and history and then whether you're going to ever work again. 
and then also your own stories and your own background. Her research when she came up here, yeah. love her dearly. She used to go sit down there with them, yeah. talk to them. Yeah. You know, but she didn't realise them people she talking to, she actually, they're my family. Yeah. These mob are my family. You all know, we're you know, every kind of person. You know, there's that Larrick here, not, you know, like mob extended family, you know, them extended family life. They're all my family. Some of them aunties live in Bagot and then they go and live in Longgrass. Mm. Wet season Bagot, Longgrass dry season. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Hey, seasonal. But is there, like, is it, you know, is it shit to live at Bagot and that's why you don't live there no, when you don't have to, or what? not at all. What's the benefit? Because I don't know what it'd be like. Well, I'm just saying that, pulling it out of mouth. You find, like, around Darwin, it used to be long grass, yeah, yeah, yeah. when wet season, yeah. they used to come out because no, nowhere to hide. No, or no, no, yeah, it's just so, washed out. Yeah, and Bagot, yeah. there's roofs. They go stay with family. Dry yeah. season, they go and stay at bush, you yeah. know, the long grass. Yeah. Across the road from where I live in Berrima, there's a, a government housing mob, and there's a house, and then there's about seven or eight tents out the side that out are just starting side. to be yeah. set up for wet season coming. And that's right. So, you know, like, they're not dumb, they're smart. But that was the first time and the only time I want, um, yeah, love her dearly, but one word there. I love her brilliance, mm. but I won't. Yeah, it's about how to how that brilliance can still benefit the world. Mm. Anybody, anybody like that. Uh, she's brilliant at what she does, but I choose not to work with her. Mm. The thing is, um, I, where, where else did you say, where else? Um, Darren never, Darren's never danced her style, but he's done really well. Mm -hmm. We got to Melbourne. Thomas Kelly broke his toe on the first night, so mm. the next two nights Darren had to learn his role and do his own role, and then I had to dance, and I didn't want to dance. I wasn't being paid as a dancer, I was being mm. paid as a cultural consultant and not even a soundscape artist. Yeah, I did notice that you were doing a lot of that. Mm. So, you know, mm. and then that's the things, and then she actually admitted, admitted to me and Darren, she said, I put my eggs, in, all my eggs into one basket. Mm. You know, at least she can acknowledge the fact that she fucked up. Yeah. She hated everybody and loved them at the same time. Yeah, it's hard, those situations. Mm. So, yeah. But again, But Darren's doing really well. He does a lot, like he's done with Vicky, he does stuff with tracks. He didn't do it this year um, because I needed him to work mm. for, because at one stage he wasn't working, there was only one wage. Yeah. So I said, no, I'm working. We need to catch up on bills, things need to be paid. Mm. Mm. In, um, and got an opportunity to dance with W.O. Bello. They okay. chose him, I didn't. Yeah, right. Yeah. What, so... I'm listening to you, really. No, no, I'm just thinking about... In about a month, hmm. I'm going to be climbing Mount Wollumbin, Mount Warning, with um, Thomas Kelly. Yeah, lovely. To, in some kind of... I don't know, on the first development of this project, he asked me to mm -hmm. come on as a mentor. 
brilliant and but I guess not culturally but physically because that's what I can offer mm-hmm. but I just I wonder what you've worked out in your time of how somebody in that position can be most useful to someone like how can I be useful in that how can you be useful is it just is it doing what was done for you and watching you for a week and then saying I think you do Aboriginal ballet or is it just listening to all the stories or is it calling bullshit on something like um Or is it learning all the things myself and having them in my body as well? Because this is another thing. You can learn those things. Um, You know as a... You you know as a choreographer and as an artist, your style, the way your body moves, you know, you've been influenced by so many other people. Where Mm. Tom has been influenced by Vicky. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes. So his movement is very Vicky. And Vicky even says that. Yeah. He's, she's had him since... Yeah, yeah, year one Naisder or something. Yeah, and worked with... And he didn't get into Bangara, so he worked with her. So he has her format. But where does his spirit sit? Mm. How does his spirit not taking on... Um, when did that shift for you? Do you remember? Because I remember it was like three or four years after I'd finished studying and I'd been in a few shows and I'd made a few very shitty short pieces as well (laughs) and still didn't know. And then finally something changed where I felt like after wanting to dance for so long, I'm finally starting to dance. Hmm. Do you remember when that happened for you? The shift from dancing to non-dancing? Or no, to knowing how to dance, to feeling like I'm dancing... This is me dancing now, not approximating or copying or... Well, look, when I studied dance, Paul Saliba, and it's true, um, it's like we did five years study of dance. Where at? NASA Dance College. It was still in Sydney at that time? Yeah, it was in Glebe, Ah, Piermont Bridge Road. And um, he said, when you graduate, come back in another five years, and that's when I'll call you a professional dancer. I felt the change in my body is when I started working with Bangara, Mm. not because of the style, but being a dancer. Mm, Every day. Every day. Yeah. And feeling strong about my work, and then going to dance north. Mm. That's just going from Bangara, having a moment, going to Dance North, you know, coming back to Bangara. Who was in charge of Dance North at the time? Jane Prani. Okay. I was going to do it with when Graham Watson was there, but he had left. Oh, yeah. And um, he would have been an interesting character to work with, but I have worked with him. And it was interesting? Interesting. We were doing a secondment. Bernadette Wei Long and I we were there, and that's when Shaw stopped, but he was in as a choreographer. Mm. I danced Faust for Jane. Bernadette danced this thing for Graham. And anyway, cut a long story short, 
been at it and I, and it was that get off me baby. Oh yeah, right. Had the biggest, like, uh, you know, just really tired, not knowing we had a bit of a scrap. Not physical, but <laughs> you need to fucking jump. Yeah, and Watson yeah. said, get the fuck out and come back tomorrow when you settle down. So we're like, oh. And yim, 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 to each other, yeah. and we got home, we started laughing. <laughs> Went back the next day, we were fine. <laughs> and it was just tiredness, yeah. you know, coming out and working on a different level altogether again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder that about dance company work days that are the same hours as office hours for some reason. Mm. And in an office you sit in a desk and then in the company you're like on the floor constantly. constantly with people and you're trying to stay safe and alive and be courteous and word word what you need to say properly so it doesn't offend anybody and start a fight. And, mm. and then you're supposed to do that every day. Thank God I just be fucking good rips. Not me. Oh, yeah. Um, Russell and Stephen, Bernadette and Stephen, Bernadette with all of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking. Uh -huh. No, true. It just didn't pull back. Bernadette and Albert, David. Uh -huh. Do you think that makes good work when you can have a fight and then come back and still work? What do you think there's other like what how do you how do you know what you're doing in the studio will result Look, in good work? I think fatigue and tiredness that creates Yeah. That I think that's when you're the pushing biggest, yourself. You're pushing yourself to a yeah. point. Um, yeah, it is. It, I think that is and really not understanding about really anything. You know, what's you know, like you're getting in and you do your class and do all those sort of things. I won't answer that. And um, what else is there? Um, yeah, I think it's fatigue and also a little bit of fear. You know, someone might just accidentally pull that little bit hard. Mm -mm, mm. But the intention, unless I was, when I was dancing with Dance North, Bernadette Waylong and her partner. I'm holding, I've got this massive big fucking sunburst, several stocks thing, mm -hmm. standing on this really high thing, podium, and I'm holding her, and she's growling her boyfriend, and the first three seats can hear her, you fucking can't get your you I'm just like, and literally, no lie. Yeah, right, during the show. Yes! So, Nays did a Bangara to Dance North. Yeah. And then where? Um, back to Nays. Yeah. ARDT, the company, Bangara, Dance North, back to Bangara. Yeah. And then back to uh, um, Nays, the dance called teaching. Yeah. Then I had to come home and stay with my grandmother and look after her, and that's when I met you. Yeah. And now I've taught at Nays. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's really good. It's the one thing I noticed that at a lot of universities I go and teach at, I need to teach them how to dance and then, like, remind them why they're there. I don't need to do that at Nasdaq. I still need to focus on safe dance practice and the, the choreography and everything, but I don't need to remind everybody how to dance and why, hmm. why you're there. And I remember once even just finishing a, 
a technique class. We were doing lots of floor work, lots of partner work. Mm-hmm. And then um, the studio next door was doing a cultural dance, and then all the people that had just finished their classes went in to join in with that mm-hmm. big circle dance. There's still a love for dancing. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing, we did a lot of technique, but I think... Like, when I came back to Darwin, I was teaching in schools, it's about getting people moving. Yeah. To, you know, because... And bend your knees, and straighten that, and bend forward. Yeah, it's Unless not you're dancing dance, yet, is yeah, it? That's not dancing, it's not. And look at me, I'm bored. So yeah. I get people moving. Yeah. Because yeah. you're bored too. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just say, okay, when you move your leg, be careful, you know, you don't yeah. let your leg roll this way, that way. Yeah. Oh, look, Laurie, I had some really good rips. Working at Rosebury Middle School. Oh. I meant to be artist in resident. The dance teacher, the first, Christy Rickett was there that year, and the first six months of that year, they didn't, the students didn't have a teacher. Then another teacher, an Irish teacher, came in. Mm. And then, because that's when I could, you know, my grant came through that being that. Anyway. Lovely. I'm meant to be working on choreography. And school, I can see where teachers are teaching students. Um, I don't know about for Darwin High School or anything like that. But certain other schools, it's like you're trying to give, settle them down 70% of the time, and then it's 30% teaching. Yeah, yeah. That's what I found there. I caught a spade a spade with kids. Mm. It's refreshing for them, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't help. Didn't see a term three for those ten weeks. Oh, totally forgot. Term four. And t- week eight in term three, the teacher's visa ran out, so she had to leave the country. So I'm stuck there with unfinished yeah. choreography. I haven't done any choreography because I'm fixing up her stuff. Mm. This girl comes back in. I said, hey, lovey, I don't know, you need to go to the office and find out where your class and she's standing there. She gangster. Oh, yeah. White is. Lucky there was another teacher there. And I said, sis, you need to go. No, I don't. I'm here. And, but I, I don't know you. I've never worked with you last year, you know. And as I was, she, she said something. You were saying something, and this girl pulled on my leg and she said, on my tracksuit pants and says, she's meant to be, that's that girl. And I was like, that, she threatened me. And I went, yep. She called me every name, fucking cat, you motherfucker. You know? <laughs> and she said, oh, I just got out of Dundalm. I said, who gives a fucking rat's ass? Now fuck off. We played her, she was back in Dundalm. <laughs> oh, oh, your yes. mama! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. It's a different life. reality. Up it's here, a isn't different it? reality. Yeah. Um, but I call a spade a spade. Mm. My Asian girls, I love them. Mm. You know, like, but when I <laughs> there was a little bit of a rift with the Asians and the not white Australians, and I knew something was going on. You know, them Asian girls, and I'd look at them and I say, "All right, you mob can go now. You mob sit down." So what's going on? Oh, nothing, Uncle. Nothing. Don't call me Uncle. Nothing. And I said, you sure? Because I said, I've seen them RBFs. I don't know what an RBF is. Resting bitch face. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I said, what's that? And I said, exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. And I said, how did you know? I said, see them beautiful eyes? When you have got RBF, your eyes are like this. Mm. And they said, you're a bloody idiot. You're fucked. <laughs> See you later. They laughed, but they, you know, they took it on. Mm. Um, I had a young girl twerking. Here's sevens. Yeah, right. Babies, babies. Babies. But just like, just what taught about. themselves from YouTube or yeah, something. Look, yeah. And I said, where do you think this dance come from? They don't know that it's doggy dancing? No, but no. I said, where do you think this dance come from? Oh, you know what you see on TV, twerking, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, sit down. Looked it up. African dance. It's a courting dance. Yeah, right. You see them, the way them African women move and their mm -hmm. hips and mm -hmm. all that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Hey, yeah, it's, it's a courting yeah. dance when yeah. it's done properly. And it's subtle and it's of its community as yeah. well. And you know what? As soon as I showed them that, when they did that sort of stuff, mm. there was a different sensibility about mm. it. Mm -hmm. You know, all of this, <laughs> you know, like, and I said, it looks lovely. But it was very uncomfortable for a gay man to be sitting there watching. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Does that play into any of, like, living in Darwin or, because... I tell my students straight up, what you think of me is none of my business. You can call me a poof, you can call me a cunt. Yeah. You can say, but I tell you, I'm here to teach you dance. If I've got to touch you, I will always inform you that I'm going to put my hand on your leg and I'll yeah. be around. I'll be up close and personal. Whatever's in your head is in your head, not mine. So I get everything out on the table first. Yeah. And how about in... Um in making work or in identity because you're already <sighs> larrakee a mob you're already a man you're already like but then are you now like a, a gay larrakee a man making dance work to deal with any of those things or none of those things or some of those things no i'm a gay black man gay black man larrakee but you don't realize even when you first when i first come back and i was working with you you, you, none of you ever knew that I could be walking home. I get things thrown at me by passing cars. Yeah. True God, I didn't no. Know no. That. no. Could have given you a lift in my ute. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no lie. That's yeah, right. so true. No like even if I went to the shop. Mm. You're fucking faggot. And I look at them and I think, oh, you unattractive people. Mm. Mm. On so many levels. On so many levels. And they were unattractive, you know. Yeah. And then also the, how that perpetuates as well. Mm. And they're done on, like... So the, these are the things that when I come back... Yeah. Yeah, it's like... From Sydney, of all places. Mm, that's right. And um, I've... It's just been interesting growth because it's helped me a lot. But again, you know, like... has to take somebody, regardless of their sexuality, there has to be positive role models for Indigenous life. Yes. There has to be, yeah. really, because if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. First time I noticed that, that there was a lack of that was when I was in Tenon Creek for Crockfest, mm -hmm. and all the kids were wearing FUBU and Snoop Dogg shirts, and I thought, mm -hmm. that's the only... that's the only black people they ever see that have any oh, kind of being, worldly yeah. success. That's true. That is so true. 
Now, look, I'm going to show you a picture of Darren. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to sound like I'm not scotching or anything. <laughs> now, regardless whether he's my partner or not, but that's, you know, like when you see something like that, positive black man dancing, performing, you know? Yeah. Healthy looking, not drunken one, not no, skinny like that. No. That yeah. is a positive image. Yes. But the kids, they don't know he's gay. He's no. my partner. But, you know, they go, you know, because when we went to, um, and we hardly went with us when we went to Manangrida. Um, first up, when the intervention came out, we went to Ramangini. Yeah. But a lot of the old people, elders, from Kalkarindji through to Ramangini to Manangrida, said, what are you doing with our children? Yeah. Because uh, it's like a, a responsibility to... No, they just got sick and tired of people coming in for two days, ticking the boxes and leaving and never coming back. Ah, uh, That's why I said, when we go out there, there's two things. Now, that's what Darren looks like now. More of like... Of course that's something to work towards, that's something to look up to. Yeah. So, you know, you don't... And, um, you know what I mean? These kids, like when... And us, because what was happening is that um, going into communities, mm. we'd either go in for two weeks, two things what the company does. We go in for two weeks mm. or a week, we just do dance workshops and then we perform for them. Or we go in for five weeks, uh, create some work or modify choreography to bring the children into it mm -hmm. and outcome. We all perform together. So that's what happened in Manangrida. Ramangini, even in the intervention, what are you doing here? Yeah. We were there for three weeks. You know, like, so, and it's, it's that thing of continuity. If you're going to be there for a week, see if you can come back the following because those kids you work with one year, yeah. they're going to be in the next grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I see you again. I see you again. Does um, does homosexuality have any bearing in community? No, I don't rub it in people's faces. They know. Some people know. Some people don't. And but nobody has. It doesn't. It's not an issue. I probably is. Yeah. But I think if I was in their face, oh, no. ah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. going over high high camp and that sort of thing, that's no. when I go. Can't be. You know, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, you say Mahaley went with you? Yeah, we went to Manangrida. And he's not Aboriginal? No, because my company, even though it's Aboriginal owned, yeah. I work with anybody who wants to tell my stories, but also my company is a reflection of Darwin. It's just not Blackfella, it's yeah. a mixture of Filipino, Aboriginal, African, Cathy, and white Australian. So it's, it's a mixture. So. That's the thing, you know, like Mihaly and Greek. When Mihaly came, it was really funny. Them kids, Darren picked up Mihaly. Oh, yeah. And Mihaly picked up Darren. They went, whoa. And then they said, hold your arms like that. Darren and Mihaly had two. One kid, two kids, one kid, <laughs> two kid, kids. You hanging know, off them. Hanging on, swinging. And they just looked like the little monkeys, poor darling. I love them dearly. But, you know, little frame kids. Yeah, hey, go on, yeah, do it again. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. well, I've got that another kid trying to walk up their back, you know, that yeah. excitement. So... And when I say to people, when you go out for five weeks, that first week is getting to know you. Second week, kids are looking for a louse in the air, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Third week, 
Homo were just even going with um, Betchai over to mm-hmm. Bathurst Island, mm-hmm. and then you get off the plane 10 seconds later, hey, Mr. Mr., they're backflipping off tree trunks to yeah. test if you can keep up with them. Yes. And then if you go, like, and I remember even going to Tenon Creek for Crockfest, you don't run a class. You set up the sound system somewhere where people will walk past, and you've got to wait. You just have to be there. Yeah. And then they'll come to you, and they'll dance with you. And that's when you can exchange. You're not you're not coming with the authority to teach. No, there's that exchange. Yeah. But yeah. again, you know that sort of positive image, like um, Kalkarinji. Now they're all lawmen, but this lawman came up at the school, and he just come from nowhere. And he said, "What are you doing with our children?" He said, "We're being asked to come here to do dance. I'm doing it through the school." I was lucky I knew the principal then because the person that organised all of that stuff washed his hands of it and left, left us. Yeah. yeah, and so and lucky I knew because then we worked through the school. Mm. Um, and yeah, there was that, and then there was Ramo, and then Menangrida. You know, you know, and just other things that we like. We'll go, we'll do a little workshop, you know, but we don't do as because that stuff is like, there was good money around during the intervention. Yeah. It was really good money. And so is there, is there politics between um, dance styles and cultures and then politics between which indigenous mob you're from and then politics between like which governmental agencies you're dealing with? Shit. <laughs> no wonder people just wash their hands of it and leave. No, they do. It's like... And because, you know, like Darwin, you know, like my biggest thing, someone said, but tracks are doing this. And they said, you know, but, you know, know my strengths, you know, when you do your business plan, your strengths and weaknesses, and, you know, what it is. Tracks is one thing, I'm one thing, but there's yeah. certain branches that do pass over yeah. across. Yeah. But I don't take their work away. Mm. And they're really big supporters of me. This year we couldn't support them because. Um, we were doing things mm. and when we got back from Sydney from my sister's, my niece's 21st I was laid in bed for two weeks I had a lung infection I was like that yeah so I'm doing action for you <laughs> good action <laughs> um, why, why what's your biggest hope for running the company and not being a festival director but directing a festival and for being in Darwin and being like making sure that there are some there's support enough for role models so that they can continue to be role models Look, for making dance do you want me to be really honest brutally honest There, there has to be. There has to be. But it's the... Um, what I find is... Some students that go away from here... And I can understand. Because I actually had... A, Darren was going to rearrange a manual data. 
yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some growing that some people need to go away and do. No, literally, black philistyle rearrange. Yeah. But that student or that person is a product of their teachers. Yeah. Is that honest enough? Yeah, definitely. And I, because, again, I'll do basic work, and this is what I say to everybody that comes in that has go from dance background to non, no dance background to dance. I do a basic technique, you're a dancer, you maintain that. You have to work your body the way you're meant to be working, because you, you know, you can fling and flame yourself around, but you can do damage. Mm. But you're always going back to basics, and it helps with the way I work and teach. I work with people that know dance background through the background, you know. I'm giving them, so when we perform, they don't necessarily perform with us, but they've been in the process of working. So they, I know that movement, I was part of that development. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, Emmanuel at one stage said, you know, I have no technique. Mm -hmm. Not being out of the industry, you know, being dancing, how many companies and then, you know. And um, very quick at the mouth, doesn't think. And um, and then started mocking Darren. Darren said, I don't care what he thinks of me, but what he says about you, Gary. Mm. Darren was going to go black on him. Yeah. I rang, um, I said to Sarah, what's the go? Because he was here working with um, Sarah after you know graduated from Auckland, he was being. But yeah, I said I've let you know Darren's after him. Not for what he said to Darren about Darren, but it's what he said about me. Mm. So everything calmed down, you know, because he just finished graduating from Wapping and he's doing stuff there. But that's the sense of growth. You know, you can, like, yeah, when we come out, we want to change the world, but don't shit in your nest. Mm. That people that have helped you along the way. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the product of their teachers. Yeah. Well, and like you said about your company reflecting and representing what, it, what Darwin is and what the people of Darwin are, it's the same as any of these interactions reflect how your, how you learned to deal with shit at growing up in Darwin mm. as well. Yes. I drove past a graffiti the other day um, on someone's, like a tyre company, and they had a billboard but it had been painted black and they hadn't repainted it yet, and someone had graffitied us to vote no in that coming thing. And, I just got a spray can and got up on the four-wheel drive and was just going to spray out the no, just let people make up their own minds. Um, and these two blokes came out, like an older bloke and a bloke my age, really ready to fight, like bulldogs coming out in like a whelping box or something. And then I just had to tell them my intentions and then be ready for whatever they were going to respond with. In your classical, like, what the bloody hell do you think you're doing kind of thing? And then you just say, like, well... I'm going to spray over that no. Hmm. And then he's like, all right, do it. Hmm. But like everyone's ready to fight first and then listen second. And like you said, it's, it's a, it perpetuates. Hmm. And then you end up going seeking what you know, not seeking what is better hmm. or what can be. That's right. 
Does that mean that you're the role model as well, Gary? You must be a role model people looking up to, mate. I don't know. I don't know anybody <laughs> yet. No one's come up and said thank you. The only person that has ever come up and said thank you for working with is um, really Christy Rickett. Yeah, right. Because, you know, when she was first started, we were doing partnering work. Mm. Then she, you know, she's never done partnering work with men. She said thank you. Mm. Like, because she went away and then came back. Um, you just before, you know, and Kelly. Kelly Benaforti. Mm. Yeah. But I don't have much to do with her now because she's in a different space. Well, she also just doesn't have time. That's mm. th that can be the thing in Darwin. You can be doing nothing or you can be doing everything. Yeah. Everything will fall to one person. Yeah, and um, don't have time. No, but I definitely feel like if I hadn't been given the legitimacy to learn floor work and partner work and how to approach it with, uh, with seriousness and with care, then I probably would have had uh, dismissed it in the way that so many people do. Mm. But also, I wasn't there straight away f for me. Of course, it's pleasurable when you're a teenage boy and mm. you have to lift girls around. But yeah. um, I, w like, I was there because I was useful to a vision or to a process. Yes, and regardless, you know, whether my thing has helped in any way, but it's a thing of like, but there's a process. Everybody you work with, there's a process. Mm. And I love partnering work. Yeah, me too. A lot of my... A lot of things that I've ended up making just come from like, what is, what is your body and my body trying and wanting to do, mm. and how does that create something when it is watched? Mm. And it like, I, one of the things is that I find um, that I had a young, do you know Kyle Ramboyle? I feel like I've met Kyle. He's yeah. done stuff. Um, now, I had him from Casuarina. He worked with Marita Smith. Mm -hmm. And he came from being a student with me, doing his apprenticeship, but still coming to my classes. Mm -hmm. So I was pay, paying him good money. You know, not... Uh, I was, what I trained him in, I was paying... Like, when you're a student, mm. you know, or when you, know, you, you want to do it, you know... You, it's an honour to work with that person, you know, mm -hmm. to get paid. But we were paying because the work that I was getting, he was at a level for me to do partnering work and all that sort of thing, you know, and bring them up. But straight out lied to me. Mm. I said, when we did something with the Darwin Symphony Orchestra, the night before, he said, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And something had gone, and I turned around and I, and I called a spade a spade with him, and his face went white. Because mm -hmm. to me, I heard someone else's same voice say those word for word to me, understandable, but to come out of his mouth, but he's not that smart a person to use that sort of vocabulary. Mm. And I said, I know that. Mm. That came out of such and such, and he's a friend with him. Yeah, right. But before a performance, we did, like, just after we did the rehearsals, I said, I, you know, Kyle, I said, Kyle, I sensed this, something was happening a while ago. Why didn't you tell me then? Because you were getting, you know, he was getting good money. 
six hundred a week for it. Yeah. You know, like um, you know, just for what we do, like it's you know three weeks, and you know you don't get any good money. Six hundred dollars a week for someone who hasn't been in the dance world for very long. Mm. Um, for five minute work, thirty yeah. minute work. Yeah. But anyway, he said on the night before. He sat me down and said, look, I don't want to do this anymore. And I said, okay, because he went through all the things, because I need to focus on my this, mm-hmm. I need to focus on that, and next minute I'll go to Kathy Young's birthday party. My mother turns around and says, and I just looked at him, and this is how dumb he is. He said, yeah, I'm doing kickboxing, and then I'm doing break dancing. And I went, so what happened just doing, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, right. Just tell me you want to work with other people, and mm. that's you know, like if if you tell me that, oh, look, I won't be doing this for a while. I'm just going to be hanging out with these. I've been dancing with it. Go for it, because then it's not a surprise. That, you know those things don't surprise me. No mm. secret school. Just tell me what it is. I will deal with it in my own way, and then mm. won't be hating on you for a long time. <laughs> 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 no, but that's. How it was, and um, you know, I'd just rather pe- people say, Look, I'm dancing with you, but I actually want to do some stuff here with Kelly, or I want to do some stuff with tracks, I want to do some Aaron Lim, you know, those sort of it's yeah. I'm just pulling names out, yeah, you know, yeah. I just want to hang and do things with them. Brilliant, you know, because yeah. it's a because then more things are happening, more people are doing things, yeah, and that's the thing, you know, this is where I find where dance schools. If you go to that school, you cannot come. If you go to that person's oh, class, yeah, you can't have you. You can't belong to this dance school anymore. It's a shame. Yeah, because that one's too small. It's far too small. Yeah. And when shit goes down, it comes back. It, you know, something happens over there. Chinese whispers. I always hear it back. Yeah. How long have you been living here now? Since would have been two thousand two, end of two thousand and one, two thousand two. Now it's two thousand seventeen. There you go. That's fifteen years to get to where I am. to rebuild. And I'm fifty six, and I feel fantastic. There you go. Yeah, I feel great. What um. You want to you want to finish on any kind of wisdom or epiphany or insight or? I don't know. I hope it was good <laughs> stuff for you. Well, just there's a lot in there, mate. There's like there's how to tell what's important and what's not important, and there's about how to how to recognise that you're just perpetuating a cycle, and then there's about how to how often you start something thinking that it's one thing, and then it turns into another thing, and then it changes again, and then it changes again. <laughs> mm. Um. And just how to keep your own integrity as well, along all of those things. And how to treat people. Um, my thing, one, one thing that I've, I've been learnt, always have manners. Mm. Because you don't know the person you're talking to might be your next boss. Yeah. Or they might just be going through some of their own shit. And it's mm. just nice to have a nice interaction. Yeah. But no, true. That's what I used to say to nice to kids. Mm. 
yeah, you can call me every name under the sun. One day when I leave here and do my own things, you'll be wanting work. Mm. Sometimes when I, yeah, when I'm teaching my way, I just tell them, you're going to graduate in two months and you'll be auditioning against me. Like mm. we're all going to be in the same industry. Mm. That's what and I And people will call me when I'm busy and they'll say, okay, well, who do you recommend? And I'm not going to tell them the person who is the best. I'm going to tell them the person who I thought would show up every day. Yes. Same. (laughs) (coughs) Mm. Yeah, because, like, again, you know, when you... Australia is too small, again, Mm. for the dance industry. You know somebody. Mm. I know somebody. You know, like... Yeah. So when I talk about Emmanuel, the people that I know from Perth, even in Melbourne, they go, they roll their eyes. Mm. You know, I don't know. You know, not, it's not talking negative. No, but it's something about how it's a way for the community to also understand and protect itself as well. Mm. Um, but again, what he thinks of my work, it's none of my business. Well, it's my favourite thing about working sometimes in Sydney is that it feels like it's so fragmented and it's so small that people will support you and your efforts without needing to like your work. Mm, that's right. And I hope to foster that more, that that you don't need to um, want... You don't, you don't need to agree with what I'm making, but you need to agree with how I'm making it and how I treat people when I'm doing it. Your integrity. In my integrity, yeah. But should I let you go, mate? No, I'm going to show you something. Okay. For me or for the podcast? For you. You can't film from there. (laughs) No, I can't. Oh, shit. Sorry, that's it. Look, a lot of my work, and I'm glad down is quite strong, because some of the work is quite like deadlifts. Mm. And when, because this is, we just sort of worked on this bit of choreography just recently, so it's a little bit, in, 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 but not recently, a month ago, but now this is, has much more feeling to it. This is where it becomes a little bit for myself as an artist. Um, you know, back bends, leg extensions, you know, whether it's parallel or turned out, you know, part of Moray and that sort of thing, you know. Mm. Those things, 
This is what I'm finding about being in the Arakia, man. Because our community is that fractured. Mm-hmm. And you say one thing, like Garamalang, now we're having issues with different family, not my fa- direct family, but say family members saying, we can't use it because it's this, this and this. All mm-hmm. my life I've known it as being this, you know, mm-hmm. and and then you have, um, you know, like, so in that you see there's a lot of influences on a lot of things. It's a just lot of not things. one yeah. thing. Yeah. And, um, you can answer that if you need to, mate. I'll just put it on pause. You know Fallon? From Darwin? No. Ballet school? But yeah, I'll show you. If I, no, it's on Darren's phone. Okay. This other thing about the Yoko or the Yam. When will you know when you're done? What do you mean? Like, when will you, you... So you know with the festival directing that you're going to do one more year and then you know that, okay, that's enough for that, for now. When will you know when you're done with making dancing or telling story or... I will never stop telling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Because I come from a family of storytellers, my grandfather, my mother, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I don't think I will... All right, um, when, I'm, when I was done dancing, because I knew I couldn't dance anymore, mm-hmm. it's just because of injuries, and I didn't want to be a cripple. Mm. Um, there's a point of... It's when I've got no more stories to tell. That's when I'm done. I can't imagine that happening. Look, but being being wise enough to go, you know what? Yeah. When this company's established and got that money, so I can go. I need you here, Matthew, to work with this one. I need you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know that sort of thing. Yeah. That's when I can go. I can step away. Yeah because then I know. But again, you know, like, it's trusting people. Mm. It's trusting people. Um, I'd work with you in a heartbeat, no? I would. If I had the money, I'd say, come. Well, the future. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, I would work with... That is my parking meter alarm. Why would you park underneath, Alfred? Zipped you out like with the pass. I didn't know how high it was. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I'm driving, you know, Darwin, I'm driving a four wheel drive. That's stuff true. on the roof. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um. And then it's, and it's then really I guess. safe with people because yeah. it's not, um, like I'm working with Noel, mm-hmm. Noel Shader. She's worked with the WA Ballet, Australian Ballet. She rehabilitates dancers back into the WA Ballet, oh, Australian Ballet. She's my rehearsal director. I trust her that much that I can just go, here, you have it now. You polish those little bits and pieces. Um, It's a thing of trust. Um, It's a a trust thing, lovely. It's trust. Um, Who else I'd work with? Raymond Blanco? 
Um, who else would I work with? Marilyn Miller? Who else would I work with to create work on my company? Fleur Alders? Um, who else? You know, there's a group of people, but um, it's like again, it's not taking the risk, it's having trust. Yes. Um, with the WA Ballet, for me, I felt so honoured because they took the risk and they trust me. You darn person, I trust you automatically. You know what I mean? That mm. sort of thing. Mark, we've got to go outside, I'm going to have a cigarette now. <laughs> Thanks, guys.